street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Raising a critically thinking lad. Hot tubs are great places for conversation and I made good use of an opportunity to not only practice my SE skills but to encourage my son's critical thinking and scepticism. I recently had an incredibly powerful street epistemology conversation with my nine-year-old son about ghosts. I truly appreciated how the methods used in SE are flexible and it really helped my son in his development of critical thinking and scepticism. Raised in an Anglican church in Yorkshire in the north of England was, for me, mostly a pleasant experience. I still relish the words of the written Eucharistic prayer, revelling swimming through the ocean of noise from the church organ. I would so happily sit and have a sweet, although inevitably weak, cup of tea with those old ladies and gents whose lives and stories fascinated me. However, I've had to spend a lot of effort, time and energy understanding how to question ideas. As a Christian, I would have told you that we were always encouraged to ask questions. As an example, we had a youth Bible study with a nearby church group, and the purpose of this was to question everything. But hindsight shows me that the questions we asked, as you would expect, presupposed a God existed and the purpose of the study was to find ways to strengthen our faith and give us the feeling of having our reasons depository filled up. I'm now a married adult with three young boys, nine, four and one. I've seen the vast majority of street epistemology videos and seek out and admire the work of Anthony Magnabosco and other practitioners. I feel equipped with real tools that affect the way I think about my own thoughts and beliefs. I was told as a child what to believe and taught it as the truth. I didn't want to likewise brainwash my children, telling them that they should be atheists. For this I needed instead to provide them with ways to develop their critical thinking skills, to question things in meaningful and effective ways, and to look bigger than what's just in front of them. But how on earth are we supposed to go about doing this? I still don't know the answer to this fully, but an opportunity came to go a few metres down this path, not so long since. The week lockdown started in the UK was the week we bought a hot tub. Coincidence? Yes, a very nice one. Me and my eldest son, the nine-year-old, were in the hot tub and his two brothers were playing inside. We were having one of those rambling conversations that goes from one thing to another and certainly no way for me to know how we got onto it. But he simply said, Yeah, but ghosts probably exist. Half my brain yelled, by heck lad, are you serious? And the other half shouted, this is my opportunity. So I asked him what made him think this. He's a bright lad and reads a lot. And he was actually quite quickly able to give me some reasons. As though he'd been thinking about this before this conversation. Here's a few, paraphrased. Ghosts being incredibly prevalent in literature throughout history in different places in the world. Reports of haunted buildings or houses. The existence of TV programmes where people hunt ghosts. The fact that the supposed system for how ghosts come into being 
made sense to him, unfinished business, etc. I was really pleased that it at least had reasons um, for a nine-year-old to have so many thought-through justifications. I certainly shan't offer here a play-by-play recount of the conversation, but we'll give an outline of my main questioning. 1. I asked for his reasons. 2. I asked how confident he was about it. He gave me an 85%. 3. I asked which was his main reason and whittled it down to his main one, witness testimony. 4. We explored the scenario, but about other supernatural claims such as the existence of vampires, and used his arguments with this example. 5. If these reasons only give you a 10-20% confidence in the existence of vampires, why do they give me 85% in ghosts? I slowly break then, it was proper hot. Uh, Number 6. He revised his confidence to 50% but equated this to mean there's a chance they do and a chance they don't so that's 50%. I explained. 7. We discussed the concept of falsifiability and he gave me the example of ghosts in his way of explaining falsifiability and the issues here. At the end of the conversation, which granted was long and deep, he said his brain was like a tangled mophead. I'd reached the end of this conversation and perhaps ought to have seen the need to do so sooner. I quickly asked him about his percentage and he said just under the 50%. I felt initially downhearted as I wanted to rapidly get him to a similarly low percentage level as me. However, I'm reminded of how I know this is potentially an unreasonable wish and how a sudden and confident yeah I'm 0% now might have led me to think he either hadn't grasped the concepts we were discussing or might have been flippantly throwing out this number with little thought. However, two or so days later, he came to me after tidying his room and said the following, and again I paraphrase, but the essence is the same. Right, Dad, I've been thinking about the ghost stuff we were talking about, and I think I'm now at 5 to 10%. I know that the books and films aren't good evidence, but they must stand for something however small. I adore my son, and this conversation was just great. He was eager to embrace the topic, and I was able to discuss this more in future discussions. I loved how he kept stopping during the discussion to consider questions asked, or to find ways to clarify or vocalise his own thoughts. I was really pleased with how he seemed to enjoy these conversations, and how he likewise enjoyed being challenged on his ideas. Analogies to equivalent topics was an incredibly useful tool. I hope to have similar discussions in future about this and other topics, and I think he'll enjoy doing so. His younger brothers have lots of fun awaiting them in a few years. Hi, I'm Richard, the Yorkshire Atheist. I used to be a Christian, but as my name suggests, no more. Please follow me on my YouTube channel, um, and I've shortened the URL so you can find it at tinyurl.com forward slash Yorkshire Atheist, and check out my videos. Thanks. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization. 